Hello, and welcome to Community University, where we talk about all things health and wellness related and about how to build your health and wellness type businesses. And today I have a, a dear friend who I've known for, I don't know, 40 years. We kind of circled away and then circled back in the last couple of years. And her name is Pam Howard, and she is a certified health and wellness coach. And she helps her clients with practical steps to improve their health span, which she's going to tell us what that means, and consult on cultural change within organizations to optimize productivity, improve efficiency, and reduce waste. Now, she got here by a long track of, I think when I first met her, she was a, a physical therapist or a ther an occupational therapist. RRT. A respiratory therapist. A respiratory therapist. Okay. <laughs> and... Then she went on to um, selling uh, medical sales. And then now, I mean, she's a wealth of information. So she'll, I'll invite her over to the community you group so she can answer questions that might come up from this. And I know there's a lot of you who actually are in the healthcare industry looking to get out from the healthcare industry into things that are more aligned to your spirit and your well-being. And I've just been in awe about how she's done this in a really a short, I think we met two or three years ago when she was in her last year at her company. And, I, you know, of course, me with my little soul card said, no, you're going to be done with this soon. And she took it and ran with it. So welcome, Pam. Hey, <laughs> thank you. What a journey, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, like, you know, in a couple of short years, you've like went from, you know, being an executive in sales to doing your own health and wellness coaching practice. And tell us about that. Well, you know, life is a bunch of stepping stones, you know, and then when I was a kid, when we met, um, when I was a kid, I actually went to college. My first degree was as a respiratory therapist. And I worked at um, the academic medical center that was in Syracuse. And the wonderful part about that, the nine years I was there, I was exposed to um, seeing what um, <laughs> bad habits can do to bodies. Um, because we were a specialty care facility. We had many um, specialties. I also became a teacher and educator uh, for physicians and nurses. Uh, and where that launched me in my 40, 35 year career in healthcare was really through a path of um, starting to really look at data through data analytics and doing quality and performance improvement softwares. We're really understanding how the human body operates and what we can do uh, to um, stay as healthy as possible, which led me to the certification in my wellness coaching. So that's where I am today. Um, and I, I like to say I retired into uh, wellness coaching um, and, uh, and in enjoying it. Um, and you're right. We sat down and we had a great talk. Um, and it really helped to kind of clear some cobwebs out of the way and get my direction set. So thank you to you. I'm a, I'm a good instigator that way, um, as some of the people listening to this already know, <laughs> is that, you know, I have pretty good vision and, and see where, you know, things and a, a great business head. But let's just go back to this 35 years or 40 years. I was only 10 when we met. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> right, right. We started, we started our careers very young. Very young. Uh, very young. But, but it's been interesting, actually, to watch people who in Syracuse when we were in our 20s who have done amazing things with their healthcare careers. Like, I don't know if you know Mona, but she's now the Dean of um, 
that real fancy medical school down in in the south. Um, oh, I can't even think of the name of it. I'll do a little sleep in 40 years. Look what happens. John, uh, John Hopkins. Oh, down in Baltimore. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she was a nurse when we met. So mm -hmm. this is like, there's possibilities all where you can go in your, totally. in your, in your life. So tell us, there's an interesting question about what is the difference between a lifespan and a health span? So uh, when we think of our lifespan, think about how many years you're going to be on this planet. You know, and I always like to start with the joke, you know, if I knew how long I was going to live, I would have taken better care of myself. Hmm. Uh, but what it comes down to is, as we know now in healthcare, um, because we are living longer, we're seeing many, many years of um, living with chronic illnesses, uh, hmm. diabetes, dementia, osteoarthritis, Parkinson's, all these diseases, Alzheimer's. Uh, and so we can live a long life, but be, be very sick for those last few years. Our health span is really about improving the length of time that we are at our optimal health. So how do we minimize, um, reverse, and minimize the impacts of aging? Uh, so health span is an exciting field, um, and it's an exciting awareness, and it really is pretty practical when you apply yourself, uh, get, uh, and as I did, got certified in, in health and wellness, um, and then to learn how to apply this so we can stay healthier longer and so maybe it's not years of illness but maybe just a month or two months before we transition i'm just hoping it's like one night i go to sleep and i don't wake up again not any time not anytime soon but uh, for me you know I've, I've seen in my family somebody who died of their sleep and with a heart attack and also uh, my older sister who's abuse you know was abusive of her body which we share in common and you know is now in a a, a retire a rest home or mm -hmm. uh, so of long-term care facilities so, and that's just certainly certainly doesn't make her happy being there and it certainly is not a way that I would choose to to exit uh, but we all have our, our destiny so the something that you said to me a couple years ago that really fascinated me was that they're so advanced in the healthcare industry now that they can almost predict what illnesses you're going to have in your life and how long you're going to live. And I think that that's just frighteningly interesting. Yeah, it really is exciting. Um, and it's exciting to, for, for lack of a better word, objectively understand this, to not get so, um, to get more um, objective about where we stand right now and which will help guide us into where we're going. For instance, let's just use diabetes for example. There are ways to prevent and reverse the effects of type 2 adult onset diabetes. And if you do the things to reverse that, your quality of life will go up. Nobody, nobody gets better uh, or wants to get better by saying, I want to improve my A1Cs or lower my glucose. They say it from an emotional point. Why do you want to do that? I want to do that because I want to play with my grandkids. I want to do that because I still want to hike. I still want to do these things. So when we, when we look at um, the time we have, and you know, let's face it, we have a limited amount of time. The question is, how do we improve our health or improve our health span to actually enjoy it? So yeah, there's a lot of predictors out there. Uh, my last job, um, I was actually um, uh, 
uh, working with a pioneer who developed a software that can actually show the deterioration or improvement of your health on a minute by minute basis. Um, so knowing, you know, when to make decisions to move to palliative care or, you know, or is it just, you know, you know, my A1Cs are going up and I really need to do some turnaround or my cholesterol, all this, all this data is designed for us to use. And so, you know, and cholesterol is one of those interesting things because cholesterol in itself is not a bad indicator of things, you know, and the doctors might have you, okay, you need to go on this medication now. And, and like, I looked at my doctor and they're like, well, really is cholesterol linked to strokes? Well, if you have high blood pressure and, you know, by the time you're 80, you know, you might, and I'm there like, okay, then why are you wanting me to go take this pill now? Right. You know, she goes, I don't know anyone who's turned their cholesterol around. And I'm thinking like, well, I don't know why you're my doctor, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, you bring up a really good point. And I think one of the beauties of becoming a, a health and wellness coach is understanding that we, we teach you how to communicate with your physicians. My job is not to prescribe. My job is to teach you how to do exactly what you're doing and learn what skills you can apply uh, versus the pills and not to get off on a tangent, but you know, the pharmaceutical companies were allowed to make commercials about 15 years ago and just turn on the television and you will see every 20 minutes or so, there's a new drug you can take to improve your life. And it's, in my opinion, it's a sales job. It's, it's got nothing to do with taking care of your health. Right. And so, so when you, you chose the school to go to for your- I did. I did. And which one did you go to? Um, I, I, I actually looked at three um, okay. and I had criteria for those three. All right. One of the first criteria that was really important to me was, was it board certified? Okay. Um, the other was um, convenience and, uh, and then cost. Right. right? Um, and I chose Dr. Sears Wellness Institute uh, because A, it was completely online. Um, I was able to do this in my last year of work at night while I was traveling and sitting in all of my hotel rooms. Um, I could actually do the course. Um, and two, um, it, because it was board certified, it allowed me to get the, the direction I needed. So even though uh, there's great schools out there, um, you really want to look at those qualifications first because the national boards um, are now um, activated. And at some point, um, HSA dollars, this is for people who are considering this as a business, um, your health savings account, you know, the goal is that you can actually use those dollars um, for your health and wellness coaching instead of just taking it out of pocket. Not to get trained to be a health and wellness coach, but to, to actually meet with a health and wellness specialist. That's exactly right. So there's a criteria, every, every degree has um, requirements. Um, I'm sorry, every certification has requirements. So um, one of the minimal requirements for a board certified program is that you do have a bachelor's degree. It doesn't necessarily need to be in healthcare, um, but it is a plus when it is. That's interesting because I had a client a few years ago and we went through, she was, she was working in, in a job that she didn't like anymore and she wanted to become a health coach. And so I remember going through all of these schools with her and looking at those same criteria you're talking about. And it's really important to note that state by state, there's becoming a lot more regulations about health and wellness coaching, uh, also um, vitamins, and, and even shamanic services are, they're looking to regulate. And, you know, there's really a mixed feeling about that because it's easy, like, 
somebody can take do a weekend what they did for a weekend and say, hey, I, I'm now, I, I did this practice. Well, no, I spent $20,000, went two years, went out of my way, many, many times disrupted my life to go to the trainings and had a, had a thing. So there's not that I, I, I'm into a lot of regulations, but I'm also into really are you trained? And I, and, I, and I know that you are trained. So tell, what do you, how do you work with clients? What do you do? Well, I work with um, individuals, but I also work with corporations. Okay. Uh, because I believe, um, I believe that uh, corporate wellness is incredibly important and it starts with cultural change. But how I work with both, and I'll just take it down to the micro microcosm of the individual. You know, when you look at a car, um, you wouldn't drive your car if all of the pistons in the car weren't firing at the same time because the car wouldn't run. So our health is the same thing. You know, we have to look at components of our health and I don't look at them as separate or individual like pistons in a car. I actually, if I, when I'm doing my coaching, I actually build it um, on a, like a teeter totter. You're standing up on the teeter totter at the top and that foundational base covers four areas. It covers your lifestyle, it covers your exercise, it covers your attitude, and it covers your nutrition. So I put the foundationally the two most, it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of need. I was kind of laughing the other day when you were talking about self-actualization. Um, in that same triangle, if you look at the base of the triangle, there's certain physiologic needs, right? So for the human body to um, optimize their health, we must start with food and nutrition and exercise. And I don't even use the word exercise in my coaching. I use the word movement. Um, because as my Irish mother used to always say and get up and demonstrate, just keep moving. You oh. know, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. And, you know, it's interesting if, if we are just exercising every day. And all that means is give yourself 20 minutes. You know, get yourself outside. Enjoy, um, enjoy a walk. Enjoy a power walk. Uh, enjoy the trees, forest bathing. I love that. I do meditative walks with clients. But more importantly, I also teach them about um, high intensity interval training. So how to get your heart rate up, you know, really start to sweat a little bit and, and then incorporate weightlifting and all that. So we build that foundation. The two sides of that triangle, lifestyle and attitude are really important because lifestyle is your environment. If you're living in a toxic environment, you, you're, 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 you can eat all the best foods and you can exercise every day. But if you're in a toxic relationship or you're, um, um, you're struggling with alcoholism, addiction, any kind of codependency, whatever, you, you're, you're constantly off balance because no matter how well you eat um, and, and move, um, it's, it, you got to fix that. So you got to address that right up front. And I do a no judgment zone. Um, uh, a portion with my clients on that to just have an open discussion. The other side is attitude of that same triangle. So, you know, again, you're standing on top of this triangle on your balance beam, if you will, the teeter totter. And if you, everything's balanced, you're standing there with pretty solid footing, but let's say inside your head, you're full of stress. Um, you know, stress is normal. Stress is a, a normal function of the body. It's, it ke keeps us alive. It helps us not to step into a hole in the dark or gets us away from the saber-toothed tiger. But today, our stress is triggered by our cell phones, our smartphones, our deadlines, and all these silly things that if you don't deal with stress up front on a daily basis and practice self-care, what ends up happening is it's kind of a waterfall effect, a cascading effect. It turns into anxiety. 
And when it turns into anxiety and it doesn't get treated, it turns into panic disorders and it goes on and on and on. And what happens is we go to the doctor and say, oh my God, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And the doctor says, oh, well, here, here's a Xanax. You know, and the most over, we talk about opium crisis all the time, but benzodiazepines are the most overprescribed drug and they will kill you. I mean, if you're, if you're withdrawing from opium, it's going to suck, um, but you'll get through it. If you take yourself off benzos, you could have a seizure and die. So these are dangerous, dangerous drugs. And people are taking them to fly across the country, you know, with a glass of wine on an airplane. Um, and we got to be conscious of these things. So we've got to address our stress. Um, and we do that through um, mindfulness. We do it through meditation. We do it through breathing. Uh, because these are important. So now when we've built up this triangle to be solid, your solid footing that you stand on, you know, life's going to throw us curveballs. You could be going along just fine. It just happened to me this week. You know, I, I, I was doing Tai Chi and something popped in my knee. I mean, how's that for a joke? I hurt myself in Tai Chi, right? <laughs> the, the most, there, you know, there'll be somebody who's listening who hurt, her knee popped out last, last week too. So it must've been Someone would say, oh, it was in that uh, Venus, that Venus rising we just had. Well, and I look at more like, yeah, I look at more like call my physician and tell him I want an MRI to see what's going on in my knee. Um, <laughs> that's because that's she comes from the medical model more than, right. than us who come from like, okay, the sun must be shining in the wrong way today. <laughs> and God, I have an ass ache. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's how we... Um, we build it up. So what I do with clients, bottom line is, is I actually do this very carefully too. I, I actually um, refine my program to make it a 30 day wellness program. Um, so individually, I will put you on a 30 day plan. And I got to tell you, um, the results have been um, incredible because at the end of the day, you have to be willing. My, my big statement is I only work with the willing um, because I can't drag you into this. You've got to want it. Uh, because it's an action-based program. You're the one that has to get up and do it. I can show you how, and in 30 days, you will feel better. And I have clients that have called me up and said, I got to tell you this, all my bad cholesterol levels and my A1Cs, everything was going in the wrong direction. It is completely reversed. That's great. And yeah. So it does work and it's practical. Yeah. Practical is important, especially when you're the practical shaman. I know for me <laughs> in the last couple of years that, you know, Last year, not this year, but last year, I was sick a lot. I mean, I was, and and I think I don't know if I was cleansing or not because you know, right now I am not the weight that I want to be, but I'm basically healthy. I feel like I have enough energy to get up every single day and do what I want to do, other than you know a few sleepless nights because Venus is doing something in the sky, right? Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> But because there's not like, I don't really, I don't go to bed with stress. It's like when I wake up in the middle of the night, I have to create something, you know, to, to, to wonder why, why I'm awake. It might have been chocolate that I ate before I went to bed, which is never a good idea. Never. <laughs> never. It's not just what you eat. It's when you eat. <laughs> exactly. And I know that. And yet, you know, watching TV at the end of the day, there's just nothing like a little piece of chocolate. So... Better than the bowl of ice cream I could be eating, right? Well, you know, isn't it amazing how we rationalize? <laughs> you know, the human body, and this is the beautiful thing about the human body. Our bodies are designed to keep us healthy. Right. Our bodies have more redundant systems in them every day. 
right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have our central nervous system and then we have, you know, we have our fight or flight, as we know, get up, move, got to get through the day, all this. And then we have rest and digest. Well, rest and digest was actually designed for us when we lay down at night to allow our bodies to heal. And what's happening in our society, in a 24-hour society, is we're eating our way to bed and then your body is processing food instead of doing what it's designed to do. And here's the cool thing. If you learn to stop eating at a certain time and give yourself, and this is why intermittent fasting, if you really understand the, the, um, the, the, the science behind intermittent fasting, this, the science really is do it when you're sleeping because when you stop eating and give yourself that, you know, don't eat anything at least four hours before you go to bed, three to four hours before you go to bed, and then give yourself that seven to eight hours sleep. By the next day, you'll have, if you add the time up, you can get yourself to a 12 hour fast pretty easily. Nice. And it's in that time period, your body is actually healing. And that's the beautiful part. It reverses the aging process. It's not about losing weight. It's about reversing the aging process. I like that. So what now, you, I think a lot of people, when they heard you say you work with companies, I mean, you have an in because you were selling, you know, you're selling products to a lot of these places, but how are you, how are you getting into companies to talk to them about health and wellness? What's your strategy? Well, I, I, again, I get in there for um, looking how to improve productivity. You know, when you talk to a CEO of a company and how I get um, asked to come in is usually to use all of my experiences. And that's my sales executive experience along with my health and wellness coaching to look at an organization and see how, what's missing, what's their ecosystem look like and how can we improve upon it? So the results are pretty um, dramatic because the psychology behind um, wellness for the individual, along with the protocols that you give them to design the right ecosystems to A, improve productivity, that's sales, right? Or that's um, um, operational from customer support standpoint or all these. When we work together in each one of those individual areas for the company, you know, the end results are pretty easy to measure. You know, a great example, I, I was with a company last year who was actually sold um, this year. And I was brought in by the CEO who's, like you, has known me for many years. Um, and she said, look, I can bring anybody in to fix this problem, but I know how you operate. And I know this health and wellness thing that you're doing is um, psychologically will help improve the um, culture within the company. Uh, and that's what I did for 90 days. I went in and the company, long story short, the company um, sold, um, was sold later that year. We improved sales by um, over $3 million in the short time I was there just by cleaning up, the, cleaning up the house, getting rid of inefficiency. That's great. Um, yeah. And, and you and, mean and, health and uh, some health inefficiency, like where, you know, when you're really not happy at your job, you know, you like, taking the donuts out of the storeroom, you know, the, the work. That common, and... That's the common sense stuff, right? But the culture right. starts with leadership and, and it really starts with being um, a program of attraction, right? The, the leader of the organization has to lead. Um, and he sa and says, look, we're going to do this. Um, and I, I really am committed to doing this and participates. It's not just signing off on it and getting a report at the end of 90 days. Um, the leaders are leading and they're part of that too. And we call things out. I mean, you know, we call out um, inappropriate behavior. 
You know, some companies that are, have gotten toxic, again, back to that triangle, the environments become toxic. You know, when leadership is treating each other like a bad marriage, uh, you know, and their name calling and everything else, it's incredibly inefficient and it's not getting the job done. So you call it out. Right. And, you know, when you have the leader of the company supporting you on that, it's amazing how fast things can change. So a lot of people, and, and I know part of this discussion today is, well, how do I do this? How do I change? Um, you change by changing. I, I know that sounds kind of silly, but again, you know, where you're standing today, right today, um, what can you change today to start moving in that direction? Just like the conversation you and I had um, back two and a half years ago, you said, don't get lost. You know, look at your path and figure out what you want to do. And I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to take that advice. And I did. And I sat down and said, where am I going to put my experience, my passion, and my belief system together. And lo and behold, health and wellness certification or coaching came up. And um, that journey's been, it's just been fun. And I'm really here to help others do the same because I do believe this is a movement um, that we need to continue to push. And I'm, I'm very concerned, like you said, about the people, the celebrity healthcare that goes on out there. Um, I have a, I, not to be named, but there's a website out there by a very, um, it's gotten very popular and it's, it's, it's a charlatan thing. It's selling crap. And this is scary stuff. Google medicine is dangerous. You know, we've really got to take the science that's out there that is up there by the Johns Hopkins, by the, by the Cleveland clinics and all this and get excited about what they're telling us because, um, we have an opportunity to really not change ourselves, but change our workplace and change the world. And I agree with that. I think, you know, that there's some of it, you know, that we're having all of these fights about vaccinate and not vaccinate. And I mean, and that's not where we're going today. So we're not even going to go down that. But <laughs> there's some, I mean, there's some things that medical science has really proven, like people with AIDS now live. It's like a chronic illness instead of a death sentence. You know, they're making a lot of strides with a lot of the lung cancers and the can't, you know, like you said, they're becoming more chronic ongoing illnesses instead of death sentences. So, you know, we can't, again, throw the whole baby out with the bathwater of science. And so I think the spirit and the health have to meet somewhere in the middle. In fact, I was reading an interesting article the other day. I don't know if you saw it. I posted it about these whole new age and I'm not, they're not new age, but these, this whole fad about, you know, eating what, what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat. And now we've created these ideas about it's become as much of a fad about how, you, what these, these new diets. And wow. I know yeah. for me, I know, and my body will tell me, I mean, if I'm going to eat ice cream, I'm going to do it with a smile on my face and enjoy it. Yes. You know, I, I like have to fight with myself at Trader Joe's about how often I'll let myself buy you know, a tub of ice cream, you know, because I, it's a lie for me to say that I'm not going to eat ice cream, which I love. Right. Just not, it's not going to happen, you know, and, and yet I tend to now eat salads at night because I know I go out for business lunches. So yeah. I'll have my salad at dinner and I, I allow myself. And, and so this has become way more about what works in my life as well as, you know, and I know I feel better when I go swimming or take my long, long walks. And so as you start to feel better, now when I travel, 
you know, I bring along a cooler with my green juices and my, you know, my almond shake for the morning because I don't know if it works for you, but if I have an almond shake in the morning or, you know, some kind of a nut shake, I'm not as, I'm not as likely to reach for, you know, a Danish at the, at the business meeting. It's like, it, it levels my, that's right. And so, you know, I can't tell you what better choice is for you, but I can tell you that part of, if you want, if you want to have a dream to build a business and, you know, you're not making better food choices, like you said, that it starts with your health and wellness at the bottom, right? That's, that's where I really need to change because I'm there like, well, how am I going to go tour? How am I going to be on big stages? How, how am I going to do this at 70 if I'm not feeling well? Well, exactly. And how can I be a health coach if I, if I don't look like a health coach? Oh, yeah. Like, She's always I mean, showing I, pictures of her hiking, going here. Well, exactly. Know. I mean, you know, I, again, <laughs> I want, we're, and, and this goes back to something you said that's really important. It's getting up with purpose, right? right? So if, we, if anybody's listening to this today, take, it, take this from it. You know, <clears throat> everything, is a, everything is a walk. This is a journey we're on, this life journey we're on. And if you really want to be a health coach, then take, give yourself those nine, first 90 days on yourself and, and work on you one day at a time and see what happens with you because it's through your own example. You know, when I did the intermittent fasting, I, the geek in me, right? I put together a spreadsheet <laughs> and I charted it. I charted it for 30 days and I charted clinical information. I charted, you know, how much time, I charted, um, um, and then I charted um, how much sleep I was getting, how I felt, all these different things. And it took about a week to get over the, um, you know, because my body, my hormones were already screwed up because, you know, I ate whenever, you know, went to bed whenever. um, And I really wanted to do this. So for the first maybe 48 hours, you know, the, the, the hunger hormone kept saying you need to eat. And I had to sit down with my body and say, now stop that. (laughs) drink a glass of water and go to bed you can eat in the morning and I literally had that and about 48 hours the hunger thing went away you said something else that was really important too it's like at night you find yourself eating salads well what's very interesting is and this is I went to the Cleveland Clinic longevity conference um, last year was amazing for me on a lot of levels but you know I really believe in getting the science from the top places that are studying longevity and, and health they say in the morning eat like a king in the afternoon, you eat like a prince, and for dinner, you eat like a pauper. And be a light eater. Be done eating when it's still light out. You know. Now, if you live in a time zone where it stays light till eleven o'clock, the rule doesn't apply, right? But the point is, it's common sense because when we allow our bodies that time to heal, we will start to feel better. If you get out the door, when I quit my job, and my job. Yeah, I started off like, you know, as a respiratory therapist, I was running around, I was doing seven miles a day as a kid in the hospital, running up and down the stairs and everything else. And then I became an executive and now I'm going 500 miles an hour, but I'm sitting because I'm on an airplane or I'm only standing and I'm not moving anymore. So when I stopped working, I made a commitment those first 30 days is how do I get to what something I can do for myself every day? If I don't get up and go to the gym in the morning, I miss it. If I don't get up and do my Tai Chi, I miss it. If I don't do my Pilates and my yoga and these things now, I miss them because they are now habits. But what I learned in the first 30 days was my walk changed, my gait changed, my balance changed because from sitting in a chair all the time, 
my muscles, my organs were not moving the way they should. Our bodies are designed to move. So it's these simple things. We don't have to go to try to be a top bodybuilder. We don't have to do any of these things. 20 minutes a day is the gift you give yourself. And for you, you understand food very well. You know, I know that because I know um, your farm to table philosophy back before anybody even knew what that term meant. Right. Um, and so your practical approach to food is always healthy. And yes, now I'm going to get corny. But the thing you need to ask yourself with food every day is, what are you putting in your mouth? You know, when your mom used to say, what are you putting in your mouth, right? You got to get back to that because that ice cream that you're talking about, you know, there's a reason why they call them Sundays and not every days, right? <laughs> you know, and a Pringle is not a potato chip. You know, I don't even, is a Pringle food? No. It's, it's not, is it? it? It's part of the food industry's way of getting you to eat as much crap as possible and continue to eat it. The food industry doesn't care about your health. So right. get practical with food and you don't need a special diet. You need to be practical. What are you putting in your mouth? Are you eating fresh? Are you eating berries? Are you eating seasonally, right? Are you minimizing the amount of meat you're taking in and are you eliminating ultra processed meats, right? These are very, very common sense, practical things that we can do. You know, here's a scary uh, term that everybody needs to understand. And they, they now in, in scientific circles, Alzheimer's is called type three diabetes. Uh, that's yeah. kind of scary. Think about that. Right. I just, we just buried a friend of ours this weekend who very young, you know, 72 and you know, and you don't have to 72 is now the new 50. If you really, you know, a lot of my coaching clients who are trying to change their lives, you know, you know, one of them is, well, I'm 77. And they're like, okay, you still got 20 more years. Let's your mother's lived to over a hundred. Come on, let's get going. You know, I mean, yeah. so it's not, it's about, but how are you going to feel like, you know, I, I know my sister's very unhappy in her, her rest home, you know, but she worked really hard to get there. And so what are you really working really hard to achieve in your life? And so Pam, how would people reach you? Do you have a website? Um, Easy to, yes, um, you can reach me at my email address. Uh, that's Your Life Optimized, U-R-L-I-F-E-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-D, optimized, at gmail.com. Or you can call me on my cell phone, 610-517-4373. She's um, serious about this. It's phones and emails. No, there's no uh, web, Google web doctor here. <laughs> No. Um, and, you know, I've considered, um, I've looked into all of that. Again, um, as things evolve, they're evolving. So that may change in a year. But I, you know, I want to go back to what you said about changing at 70. I'm, co I'm doing a coaching session this summer. It was actually interesting. The owner of the business uh, that I did a workshop in in May actually offered it, my services to all of her clients. So I met with her and I said, look, let's do this as a group. It's going to be much more cost effective for you if we do it as a group. And we'll just do it over the summer and see how everybody feels. Um, and that 30-day movement program was really, I start everybody off with power walking. And one of the, the, the age range in the workshop went from 22 to 74. Well, we're on session four now of the, um, of the workshop and uh, of the session. And I, I got to tell you, the 74-year-old was a former nurse. 
she said, you know what, you've taught me more things than I, I never knew. Mm -hmm. And she is one of the most active and she is the most energetic and she's just, a, her quality of life is so good because of her passion. Right. And that's what we need to keep ignited. You wake up every day. I wake up every day because you know what? We have a purpose. And when they understand, you know, they interviewed people over a hundred and they asked them the question, you know, what are the three things that you would give as advice? They did not say work more. They did not say make more money. They said, risk more, reflect more, and leave a legacy. Mm. So think about those um, as you're looking at change in your own life. Think about those as you look. I know what my legacy is. Um, I'm, I'm living it every day. I get up every day and have a purpose towards that legacy. Wellness is a key to that. Um, and I also know to risk more, certainly starting my own businesses. This isn't my first. I've had a few. Um, and in every one, I've learned. Uh, so this one is just a lot more fun along that path because at this age, you know, when you look back on the path, yeah, you know, there's some stumbles along the way in life, but you know what, I'm still here and I got a lot of experience, right? Uh, and take the risk, you're worth it, you know? You're worth it to change and change is not difficult. It's a one step at a time moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Well, thank you, this has been great. and. I will, um, if you're, if you like these kind of lecture series, we have a whole library over at Community University and, oh, and you can find easiest way to get there's practicalshaman.com up in the top bar it says Community U and we have a, a lecture series that's been going on all year long, plus a lot of other great things that I've been doing for years. So um, stay with us, join, join over at the Wind Clan if you want to follow my work. And you have one last thing to leave us with, or was that I it? do, just because it might be easier with a long email. And yeah, this is one of the first mistakes when you start a business. Keep it simple. Right. right. Um, but if you can, can you see that sign? Yes. There's my email address and there's my number. Keep it there for a second. All right, everyone. So I'm Renee, the Practical Shaman, and we had Pam Howard with us today, who is a living her dream. So thank you, Pam. <laughs> Take care, Renee. Good to talk to you. Nice Bye, everyone. Talks. Bye. Stay connected with us during the middle of the week over at the Facebook group, The Wind Clan, and also make sure to pick up your copy of Winds of Spirit, Ancient Wisdom Tools for Navigating Relationships, Health, and the Divine at your favorite bookseller. I'm Renee, the Practical Shaman, and until next time, may the blessed winds be with you.